Welcome back to Round Guy the Podcast as we have our ninth episode of Heartlanders Weekly. I'm on the phone with uh, voice of the Heartlanders, David Find, and we have a special uh, co-host today, super fan Mark Corver. Welcome to the program, guys. Thank you. Ready to roll. It's going to be fun. Okay, well, uh, my first question last week was one game, but it was one uh, kick-ass game, I guess we would say, and got us on to a seven-game winning streak. Uh, could you recap sa- uh, Saturday night's game? Absolutely. So, Hartlanders came in on a six-game winning streak. Uh, I was a little concerned at the beginning, um, just because some of the games against Kansas City have been closer than maybe what the current iteration of the Hartlanders would deem as um you know normal the heartlanders had been dominant the previous six but i almost felt like going into the game that um the fact that the team had a week off was maybe not the best just because you want to keep that moment when you're on a winning streak like this it's not like you want to play every day but the guys feel like they can go out there and put their best foot forward every day so the start of the game was going to tell a lot and as jerry fleming talked about a few times already since the saturday game the start of the game was was perfect. The Heartlanders came in. They scored a minute in on a breakaway. That was off a defensive breakdown from Kansas City. Then uh, seven, eight minutes later, the nine-minute mark of the first, Ryan Kupner scored, uh, assisted by Zach White and Connor Russell. Again, those two guys, Bennett and Kupner, they're special players. Each of them had a multi-point game uh, by the middle of the second period. And the Heartlanders just rolled 6-1 the final. Uh, it was It was one of the more dominant efforts in my opinion, in the team history, um, you, you, even against Rapid City, like that was a 9-1 final, but that was maybe due to some bad goaltending here and there. But Hartlanders got 26 very good saves from Corbin Kaspersky. He's 3-0 and since returning from the AHL. Uh, Daniil Chechelev did not play badly at all. He's a very aggressive goaltender uh, for Kansas City. He, he, he's still learning the ropes um, as a Russian-born rookie in North America and some of the different angularities and how he needs to play in North America. So he gave up all six goals. I, I felt like it wasn't his fault at all. The Heartlanders were a superior team, and they showed why they're really good now. Uh, two goals on the power play. They're up 4 nothing, and they cruise. They won 6-1 Saturday, which leads us into uh, into a big week ahead. Okay. Mark, go ahead. All right. Well, hey, Dave, uh, long time to see our talk, I should say. It's been about... Uh, 12 hours or so since I last saw you. I know uh, Dave Johnson here likes to, he's been giving the round guy guarantee for our last couple homesteads. Um, starting off, I know we have uh, Wednesday night college night against Fort Wayne, and I think Wednesday and Friday is going to be a scrapper if you could maybe you know, talk about what we can expect on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm curious to see how much carryover there is uh, because the games on Wednesday and Friday are against Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne has been playing better since they were here, which is not hard to play better based on the last time they were here. I mean, they're a good team. There's a reason why they pretty much make the playoffs every year since they joined the ECHL. They're a solid team. They're almost at 30 wins now. They're at 62 points, which is seven ahead of the Heartlanders. Uh, teams have played almost the same number of games at this point, though. So uh, that's, you know, those are the games in hand. Fort Wayne is only, you know, one game in hand now behind the Heartlanders. So, this is a it's a big four point night on Wednesday, and the, again, the question that will be on the forefront not only of the Heartlanders' minds but the Comets' minds is how much carryover is there going to be from 168 penalty minutes team record 
Uh, and the Heartlanders took, you know, 70, uh, 76 of those. I think it was, um, might be, might be one or two pins off, but when you get above 50, you can stop counting the precise numbers in my opinion. So anyway, um, the Heartlanders and, you know, Comets combined for 168 penalty minutes, many of which were by, um, many of which by Fort Wayne as well. They had a few more misconducts in there. Um, and, and I don't know how much carryover there's going to be because the threat of it is there. And I'm not saying there won't be any fights, but like, I feel like the guys are just going to kind of settle what they need to settle early on, hopefully on Wednesday. And then from there, hopefully it's just done because when those two teams are playing good hockey against each other, it's highly entertaining. I mean, Fort Wayne is arguably a little bit more skilled uh, than the Heartlanders. The Heartlanders are probably faster, a lot faster on paper, as we saw last time. Um, but Fort Wayne's gotten a few guys back from the American Hockey League. And they, um, I- I'm not sure whether we'll see Sean Sidlowski, who's their longtime leader, um, you know, t- 10 years with the, with the Comets. Um, so we might see that guy who's a good player, good, solid human being. And I'm not really sure how much carryover there's going to be into Wednesday. But I expect if there is, it'll probably be settled pretty early in the first half of the game on Wednesday. Well, I got a, uh, a little couple questions. One, I want to know uh, where we're at in the points outside of playoffs right now after another big win. And two, I want uh, I want to talk about what our fans can expect about a, a, a uh, evening that's near and dear to my heart, and that's Veterans uh, Night at the at the uh, Extreme Arena. Yes. Yeah, so first off, Wednesday night's the college night game, um, and I'll get to the points in a second. But Wednesday night is college night, presented by Hills Bank, and then Friday is the Military Appreciation Night. Saturday, there's not as much of a, a promo. It's going to be a big group night for the Heartlanders, but on Friday night is Military Appreciation Night, presented by Green State Credit Union. Um, I'm actually holding the giveaway right now in my hand. They're pretty nifty. Um, it's a camo stress ball giveaway, and proceeds from tickets benefit a local organization that's helping, um, you know, those that have served and you know their families that might need help. Military families called Salute to the Fallen or Salute to Fallen. Sorry, beg your pardon. Salute to Fallen. So proceeds from the tickets benefit Salute to Fallen camo stress ball giveaway to the first 1,000 fans, and the night is presented by Green State Credit Union. Additionally, on Friday, we're going to have a very big contingent out from a few local Special Olympics organizations. Friday might be one of our best crowds of the entire year. And again, that's going to be against Fort Wayne at 7. So Wednesday and Friday, both versus Fort Wayne at 7. And then Saturday's a nice big TV game. We're on MC22. Going to be a big group night here in the IRL. Uh, Heartlanders take on the Kalamazoo Wings. About the points. So Toledo right now, they're still the, you know, they're the front runners all the way to finish in first place in the division. They have an 11-point lead over Fort Wayne. They're at 73. Fort Wayne's at 62. And then Wheeling slumped just a little bit last weekend. They lost two straight. So did Cincinnati. That opened the door for the Heartlanders to to advance uh, closer to both Cincinnati and Wheeling. So right now, Cincinnati's got 59. Wheeling's got 59. Heartlanders have 55. So Heartlanders are two games or four points back. Uh, Cincinnati's played one fewer game than the Heartland, one less game, one fewer game than the Heartlanders. So I think Cincinnati right now, it kind of changes every week. Like just depends on, because all these teams are so close, Fort Wayne, Wheeling, and Cincinnati. One team has a good week. It looks less likely to catch them, but uh, Cincy and Wheeling have been put back on the, um, on the, on the target list of teams the Landers are chasing. Well, go ahead, Mark. Okay, um, so 
So, out of personal curiosity, I know you went to uh, Kansas City. Uh, I like to go there myself from time to time. Like, what did you guys have for barbecue if you had any while you were down in KC? Well, we we left uh, partially when we did because um, we knew we needed to change bus drivers in Des Moines. We left day of because uh, it's only a four and a half hour trip. And once you hockey teams, minor league hockey teams, once you get between the five to six hour range of travel is normally when you'll leave the day before. And there are rules and stipulations uh, against, you know, certain day of travel trips. So Heartlanders only have two that they could go day of Kalamazoo and Fort, uh, Kalamazoo and KC. But um, because you'll lose the hour when you go to Kalamazoo, you go in the Eastern time, it's harder to pull that one off. So the Heartlanders left at 1130. We switched bus drivers around 130, just uh to the west of Des Moines, right as you get on I-35 at a truck stop there. And then, uh, you know, the, the tornadoes were, were coming through uh, about an hour and a half later. And I think the Heartlanders got really lucky because we avoided severe weather. Like, it drizzled for three minutes. And that was it. Um, and I'm glad we left when we left. We got to the arena at 4.30. We played the game at 7. We left at 10 o'clock. Uh, we stopped at a gas station on the way back for – Oh, guys had some Italian food that they ordered uh, through a team menu there, so no barbecue. Uh, stopped at a gas station on the way back. Guys got some guys got some additional snacks and a you know a celebratory beer for the way home. And there's nothing wrong with that. So no barbecue this time for the Heartlanders. Well, that's uh, so. Uh, what about Saturday night? What do we got? We got any promotions or anything for Saturday night? Or are you on the road? Saturday night, there's no. Yeah, well, Saturday. Saturday night, there's no specific promotion. It's just sort of like a, it'll be a nice big group night. A bunch of groups are making their way out. And it's Saturday night hockey. And then our game's on Mediacom MC22 as well. Uh, we encourage everyone to come to the game and make some noise. But for some reason, you've got a commitment going on during the day. You can't pull it off for that Saturday game. Uh, we're on local cable there, uh, channel 722 and 822 on MC22. Well, go ahead, Mark. Right. So, well, now that uh, round guy guarantee, I haven't heard. Are you, you think what went out? Uh, all three? Uh, I w- <laughs> well, I haven't I like consulted with the round like guy the, on this one. We uh, we needed some wins, you know what I mean? And round guy had to put his foot down. Um, we're not offering any specific guarantees this weekend, other than guarantee you're going to have a great time and uh, and uh, we're going to win two games. <laughs> well, I hope we win all three, Dave. Um, You've been you've been the source of uh, you've been the re- you've been the reason here. I mean, you, you you keep on going with these round guy guarantees. I don't want you to go soft and back up now. I mean, teams won seven in a row, and you made predictions three straight weeks. So what's going on there? Well, uh, we're going to win all three games this year. It's a, a week. It's a round guy guarantee, uh, at least for two of them. But uh, I need I need some conviction though. That's not enough conviction for me. All right. Tuesday morning. Well, who do we play Saturday? I need I need the conviction. Who do we play Saturday? Kalamazoo. Who? Kalamazoo. Are they good? Oh, yeah, we can beat them. All right. Come to the stadium. We're going to win. We're going to win big on Friday because we're just going to have to impress the veterans that are there. And uh, we're going to have to go ahead and sweep it on Saturday. Get your brooms out, boys. Uh, Get a hold of Wilson Distributing there in Mount Pleasant if they sell brooms. And they're going to be a new sponsor for us. So bring your brooms, boys. It's a sweep. I love that. That's amazing energy out of you. I love that energy on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, 
Mark, are you going to bring any uh, ex- certain experiences to the fans, or what? You got any uh, uniforms or anything set up for this? For the- <laughs> well, D- uh, Dave Johnson, uh, you know me from my uh, prior exploits. I do have something in the works for uh, Friday. I unfortunately I can't attend Wednesday's game because I have a prior commitment, and I figured Saturday since it's semi close to a. Uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day, maybe a little green will be in order in the Extreme Arena on Saturday. That's all, all I'll say. You got to give them a tease. You tease. And I also, um, on a more personal note, uh, David Fine, I'd like to thank you and all the uh, Heartlander staff. You guys are absolutely top-notch when I say when it comes to fan relations, customer service. I, you know, I can't talk, you know, uh, you guys are are top top notch. Period. You know, I'm, yeah, not. A, I, you guys have made me a fan of hockey. Well, I, I really appreciate that, Mark. We, we love your energy and your enthusiasm. And then, on a broader note, there, I think that um, I feel pretty lucky to be here. Very lucky. I'm not when you talk about fan relations. Like, that's not the way it is everywhere in the league. Like. I'm not, you know, to say certain teams do it a, a wrong way or a right way. It's just different ways to skin a cat. But like, we need, you know, we're in Iowa. We're not going to be, we're not going to be jerks to our fans. Like, they're the people that support us the most, and we want to make sure that anyone that comes to a game this year has the best darn experience, so that they want to come back. And I think that, like, not just because the team won, but even at the beginning of the year when it was a little bit bleaker in terms of the wins, like it took it took a little bit, you know, to get it going here. Um, I still feel like people that come to our games have a really fun time. And that's hard to, is that, like, that's hard to pull off. Like, how do you entertain thousands of people so that the vast majority of them that go to your game, if not close to all of them, want to come back again? That's not an easy thing to pull off. And I'm not the one that does a lot of the stuff behind the scenes. I, I talk on the air. I do you know, most of the social media um, and you know, you know, a lot of the team travel. I'm with the team on the road. I'm talking to the boys, you know, every day, just kind of catching up with them, saying hi a lot of the time, getting to know them and their stories. And that's a part of it for making you know the fans feel connected to the team. I'm not saying I don't have a role, but like the way that our front office has been able to um, um, make people like yourself, Mark, hockey fans that had never been hot, like that's a that's a hard thing to do. And it makes me really proud to be a part of it here. And the other thing is, like, in Kansas City, six of our eight people or whatever, six of our nine or six of our – whatever, there were six people from our front office there at the game. And that's amazing. Like, that does not – I don't think you realize that not a lot of front offices, like, would drive four and a half hours and go to a game together. That's amazing. So I think all of us here are really proud of the progress we made this year. We've seen that. And we've seen the, you know, the hard work and the goodwill that we put in has made it so that the fans are, you know, now we're getting people coming for the, the second time or they're telling their their friends and family to come out for the first time because they know that it's a fun time. And I'm really proud of, of, the, of the work and the effort that everyone in our office has put in. And, you know, they're, they're, we're all invested and we're all invested Mark, in making sure people like yourself and um, others, you know, other big fans of the team. And then also people that are there for the first time have the best darn experience on a night to night basis. So um, I appreciate the kind words and, you know, you're a part of it too, man. We're all pulling, we're all pulling the rope in the same direction. Yeah. It's just... yes. Well, go ahead, Mark. 
I guess one other quick, because I happened to browse the ECHL website a while back, and they meant, I don't know if they are doing it this year, but if they run a fan of the year contest, Dave Fine, if you'd let me know, I'd gladly like to be the Heartlands representative for that if, if the ECHL does that again. I'll tell you what, I'm doing you one better right now. Um, I'm emailing the person who ran it last year and saying hello, insert name here, because I won't tell you. I, I'll let her respond first before I let you get on uh, his or her case. Um, is the ECHL planning to do a fan of the year contest uh, this season? Um, have had a few fans reach out. There we go. I'll let you know when, as soon as I know here, because I saw that a few days ago with the fan group or on the Facebook page and um, yeah, you'd be uh, you'd be first and foremost to be uh, to be to be the submission. I think that's a that might be the most agreed upon thing in the state of Iowa. Is that you're probably <laughs> the one that uh, that's going to get the call there. So, hey, speaking of the social media, you put together some clips of Mark or some you know some clips of Mark or some clips together that included Mark, and it was getting a kind of viral reactions. Uh, how many people do you think have, have uh, viewed that on Facebook and Twitter combined? Well, uh, Twitter, it was one of our better posts. I think it was last week we threw that up there. Um, I'd have to go back and look. On Facebook, it's a little bit easier to find just because there's less. You know, Facebook, you typically post just a little um, a little bit less on Facebook compared to on Twitter. Twitter is more of obviously like your news source. So um, on Facebook, it, it, it's a post that did almost 50% better. I'm, I'm not going to give you the specific numbers. I mean, you can see the likes in the comments, but um it did 50 percent better than our average facebook post and mark that means like think about it when we post a, a graphic when we win it, we that post your post did better than like those average posts so i mean like that post did really really well for us a lot of people shared it and commented on it which obviously makes it so that there's a greater chance that when they log on to our website or our social media the next time that they're going to see heartlander stuff over whatever the heck else they like and then on Twitter, um, the post did really well as well. And we purposely, you know, deemed that we, we fulfilled the sponsorship goal too there. So we used you, but uh, Windstar Line, which is our bus company, sponsors the best dressed. And uh, yeah, like it, it was a post that uh, did better than most of our average posts as well. So uh, congratulations, Mark. You helped us fulfill a, a sponsorship need with the Windstar Line's best dress of the month or of the week, we called it in this one. Um, but yeah, so thank you for uh, thank you for helping us out. Well, they, and, uh, like again, like, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, before I wasn't necessarily—I didn't dislike hockey, but I didn't necessarily follow it. And I don't—I think I recall hearing about the Heartlanders via social media, and then went to the home opener against the Mavericks, and instantly hooked. Um, but I don't know if you've seen my profile picture on Facebook. I'm right up against the glass with uh, like Fedor, and I really want to. Hopefully, Dave, for the next Heartlanders Hockey Hour, you know, you have him because I've been dying to meet Fedor since the season began. Like, that's, I think that's what hooked me for whatever rhyme or reason. And I'm now a fan of hockey thanks to you guys. Yeah. I can't thank you enough. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'm thinking about asking uh, Fedor there next week um, to come on the Hockey Hour. I definitely want him. At some point this year, he's he's a he's a good interview. I knew Reese would be really good last night over at Brick and Iron. Uh, he was nervous coming into it, but I knew that you know he's got a lot of storylines, a lot of things to talk about. Um, but yeah, Fedor's definitely on the list. He hasn't 
I've had him on the air a few times just for like intermission interviews, and I try to space it out. Whereas Reese, I've only maybe had him once. If not, I don't know if I even had him at all to do an intermission interview. Um, but like Fedor's the kind of guy, like I talk to him almost every day. So I like spacing it out and kind of, you know, getting getting a different variety of guys. But yeah, Fedor, Fedor's definitely on the list. We got three shows left at Brick and Iron. So um, he might very well uh, pull the... Uh, Hold the uh, the welcome card there at some point in the next few weeks. Well, since this is such a fan friendly episode, uh, I saw a suggestion on uh, I don't know Twitter or Facebook. One of the fans was suggesting uh, a watch party when you're uh, gone. As someone said, Brick and uh, Iron had a uh, flow hockey, and that 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 was possible, and that maybe it had been done a couple times. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I mean, Mark might know a little bit more than I do, but I always encourage you know like if because, you know, it's it, not just Brick and Iron, but a few places around town have um, that flow hockey subscription. And we're trying to, you know, you don't want it to always be at the same place. But we appreciate that Brick and Iron has been willing to host our fans the entire year, not only for the hockey hour, but like they're awesome people. We love working with them, obviously. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, uh, all that uh, uh, political business stuff notwithstanding, like Brick and Iron has hosted watch parties this year and they have a flow hockey account. So. Um, I mean, I'm sure if you give a call to the restaurant, you know, early in the day and say, hey, we want to come at six and be there till 10. And, you know, can you make sure it's on the TV and we'll guarantee to have this many people? They'll they'll do it for you. Um, they have the flow hockey account. They love the business. They love the Heartlanders. So um, that's a big a big part of our success this year has been, you know, using brick and iron. And, hey, you know, used us for the hockey hour. And it's created a really nice atmosphere for uh, for some of our bigger fans to go and, you know, celebrate being Heartlanders fans together. So. The next time we play on, on flow hockey um, on the road, I'm talking about is um, we're on flow hockey every game, but you know, our, for a road game is against Kalamazoo there in 10 days on Friday. And then again on Saturday, the 19th. So I'd encourage our fans for sure to, um, to try to get out to brick and iron for those. Those are going to be awesome, awesome, awesome uh, games. Those games might both be sold out in Kalamazoo. It's their green ice game. So I'm sure it'll be great to watch on flow hockey to, really see what the green ice looks like uh, over the over the laptop. Mark, let me ask you, you, you were raving about the food. What's the experience of going to this uh, this uh, show that, that David does there at the Brick and Iron? Well, it's completely, you don't have to order food by any means, but the food I've had at Brick and Iron is absolutely top-notch. It's pretty much one of my new favorite restaurants in the Iowa City, Coralville area. The first when I went to, when um, Captain Chris Bennett was there, I had their uh, brisket nachos, which, oh, mwah, I I can't rave about those enough. And then I had uh, just a, base, a bacon cheeseburger, and I splurged a little bit for a fried egg on top of it. I don't know if you've ever had fried egg on a burger, but, oh, man, it, it adds a little something to it. And then, uh, you know, last night with Reese, had just you know, the basic mac and cheese, but added pulled pork and brisket to it. Mm. <laughs> that dare I say it made the mac and cheese very gouda. Ha ha ha! Little uh, Mark Corver humor for you on a Tuesday morning. So uh, let me ask you this, uh, David. Uh, you know, brick and brick and iron's been a good partner. Uh, Round guy of the podcast has been a good partner. But why don't we close this out by uh, mentioning some of the other businesses that help make. Uh, make the, the Heartlanders experience a really wonderful one. Yeah, so right here in the IRL alone, um, we've worked with Cookies and Dreams this year. 
That was for our Pink in the Rink game. That was a little bit of a smaller partnership. Um, we worked with Cookies and Dreams. We worked uh, with Back Pocket. So after the game on Friday, we have the uh, Back Pocket Mug Club, which means that the, a few Heartlanders players will be there after the game um, for like a post-game party-like thing. We've done that a few times. So Back Pocket's just you know a block the other way. Brick and Iron's a block I'm, from my perspective. I'm facing um, you know the main drag here. I'm facing the back of the arena. Behind the arena right now is where our office is. So to my left is the block, Brick and Iron to the left, and then to the right is Back Pocket Brewing. So back pocket, um, they've been a huge, huge, huge part as well with the Heartlanders right here in the IRL. And then there's sponsors that, you know, like Steinler, they're the you know, presenting sponsor of our season this year, of our inaugural year. And they help out the boys. They're the official team doctors, therapy and rehabilitation providers. We got Black and Gold Chiropractic, making sure the boys are good. There's Family Dental Center that helps out with the guys as well. We're, you know, hoping to announce a few other partnerships in the next, There's you know, a ton, dozens more, but. Um, you know, like we're trying to make sure we get Chick-fil-A on board and a few other things. Tavern Blue sponsors our family four packs. Like these are things that happen that have been absolutely a huge reason why we're able to get new fans in the building because you have that name recognition with people that are big sponsors of you in the in the corridors. So those have been clutch for us among many others. Well, but I want to you know extend my thanks for all the the business partnerships that are partnering on bringing people to the IRL and uh, filling the restaurants and the hotels next door. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's an investment of some money, but I've never seen anything that was more worthwhile. If you want to bring your kids to something that, that they're going to enjoy this, I took a couple 10 year olds there and uh, they, they're still talking about how much fun it was, you know? So anyway, uh, either one of you got anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to before we run out of time here? Oh, I, well, I'm, I, I'm good. Go ahead, Mark. Well, one last thing is um, you might see some uh, interesting new merchandise at the silo that like, I, I might be uh, responsible for, I'd like to say. Might have some uh, like horns available this weekend for games. I'll just leave it at that. Visit the silo during games and do yourself some Cartlander merchandise. And every experience with Mark Corver, Superfan, is like a snowflake. It's unique in and of itself, isn't it? <laughs> Most definitely. Like, Thank you again, guys, for having me. Go right. Heartlanders. Well, this is right. Round Guy, the podcast with news you can use that don't give you the blues. Thanks, David. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate you being on the show with us. All right, we're out.